and welcome back to another episode of MCU Need to Know, a podcast dedicated to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and everything you need to know. I'm Trey. And I'm Leech. Hey, how's it going, Leech? Hey, good. How about you? Um, you know, I'm all right. <laughs> I completely messed this up already. I... <laughs> Ah, all right. Well, do you want the real answer? Because it's language in 2020. <laughs> we have a we have a couple days left. I'm so glad. One, I'm gonna have to beep that. But two, I'm so glad that you're being honest because, like, I think there is a level of that with me and Jude. Whenever we ask how we're doing, where it's like, it's quarantine. What can we do? Like, there's nothing. There's no answer. We're just home. I've noticed the American like, how's it going? Good. Has turned into how's it going? Well. You know, <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> it's like, yeah, buddy. I, I understand. It's like sadder in a way instead of like, good. Uh, you know you're lying. Oh, You could tell Woo. this. Hey, well, look, actually, we're time travelers. When this episode airs, it'll be 2021. So Ooh. we have to start off, you know, fresh foot. Everything's going to be fine. Like the community episode, we're finally going to be fine. This is This is fine. Yeah. This is totally fine. So if you're listening, clearly, uh, you know, if Jude's been gone for a couple of weeks. So since 2020, I, since 2020, Jude has not been in a podcast <laughs> since 2020. And so I am very thankful that Leech was able to come on with us and, and return uh, from the last episode that she did. Leech, I have a very important question for you. Go for it. I'm already throwing this off the curve off the top of the podcast. Are you Team Iron Man or Team Cap? Oh, God. No pressure. Uh, and I promise there's a reason for this. I'm going to say Team Cap. Oh, I love it. <laughs> so, so if you don't know, it's been a long recorded in this podcast that clearly I'm Team Cap. There's no surprise there. Jude is Team Iron Man. And mm. it is so funny to me that I unintentionally, in his absence, have booked all Team Cap fans. <laughs> And it makes me so happy because clearly Tara is a Captain America fan. Uh, I texted JB, who was on last week, and I was like, hey, just, you know, quick question. Team Cap or Team Iron Man? He's like, uh, this feels like Sophie's choice, but I'm going to say Team Cap. And so as soon as he said that, like, I was just looking forward to asking you here in the podcast. So you mean this mass email where you CC'd all of us and said to say Team Cap when you ask us? Oh, 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 sorry, sorry. That part's not supposed to be public. <laughs> Oh, that makes me so happy. <laughs> I'm just thinking like, oh, Civil War. Like who, you know, you know, I remember the Accords. Like which one? Oh, wait, no. Okay, we're just talking. Okay. Team We've got to think like Jude and I talked about this. Like whenever him and I do get to the Civil War review, we have to do something to play. Because it's it's too perfect that he's Team Iron Man and I'm Team Cap. So. Oh, yeah. You guys need to just do a deep fake. <laughs> and... <laughs> His face over Iron oh, Man and your it. face over Cap. Whole movie done. I will put money <laughs> on that Kickstarter for sure. Oh man, I'm already going on a tangent. Whenever the, those those face swap apps were becoming popular <laughs> and you know people were putting their faces into different movie scenes, I had like two or three people were like, "Hey, dude, this is amazing. You should do Cap." And I was like, "Yeah, like I want to, but I've made such a big deal about how much I love Captain America that it's crossed into a creepy territory if I do the face swap. So, like, I kind of ruled myself out on this one. No, no, it's only bad if you if you post it on MySpace with a heart frame. See, that's when you've gone too far. Oh, well, thank God that's... my MySpace is deleted. <laughs> thank God. I mean, I already put your face over Peter Parker in that one image. So when he was, what was it, the science camp photo? Mm -hmm. oh, oh, God. Yeah, so I good. forgot about that. Yeah, So good. Oh, I'll send it to you if you need a reminder. You should, because I am almost positive we need to put this on the socials now. <laughs> I'll find it. I'll send it. Well, if you paid attention to this week's episode's <laughs> title, uh, you know that we are going to be looking at the animated series What If, you know, as we had Leech on for our Fan Theories episode, it seemed like it was a perfect fit to have her back on to talk about what is probably going to be the best jumping off point for any theories we could possibly have. Agreed. And I, I think the easiest place to get into this before we start into our speculation would be to start off with what we know so far. So, uh, What If is an animated series that is coming to Disney+. Plus. It's going to be narrated by Jeffrey Wright, who will be the Watcher. And he's going to be kind of like the cohesive tie for the entire series. Uh, it's scheduled to release in mid-2021, will consist of 10 episodes, and be a part of the Phase 4 of the MCU. Now, I'm already skipping ahead a little bit. How do you feel about 
that confirmation that this will be part of phase four? Like, does it feel at odds that there's an animated show being in, in continuity with the live action stuff? Um, if you'd asked me like 10 years ago, I would have mm-hmm. thought it was just the weirdest thing ever. Like, that makes no sense. Uh-huh. You know, that, that seems just two completely separate things. But the way writing's done nowadays and the attention to detail in animated shows, like, I'm I'm definitely thinking it's going to be just seamless in a way. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be just a really good addition because, not saying previous animated shows haven't put attention to detail, but I think because people recognize what the animated shows can do, mm-hmm. there's, you know, more put into them and, you know, more stock in them, more fans are interested, and it's straight there on par with the movies. I, I really think it's going to be up there it's not going to be anything goofy this is going to be right at that same quality level as the movies for Mm -hmm. sure in my opinion and i think the fact that marvel is getting all not if not all a majority of the actors to reprise their roles with their voice Mm -hmm. that shows the level of commitment that you know they're doing this um you know, it feels like armchair quarterbacking, but it feels like they're doing it right. Like it's important that there is that continuity between the live action and the animation. I'm curious because I mean, you know, I mean, let's. I we talked about it. Captain America fanboy. Clearly, Chris Evans is done, but it's not as hard to get him to come do some voice work instead of committing to the role. So this almost adds longevity to characters we wouldn't have seen otherwise too. And so I, I think that's. Not that I was ever adverse to it, but I think that's comforting as well as being kind of alongside the MCU for me. Oh, absolutely. And then you can almost, if if you're someone that has a hard time with animated stuff and you're just like, I can't get past it being a cartoon. Mm-hmm. It's like, what if this is the watcher narrating what he sees mm-hmm. kind of thing? Like, imagine it as his vision, how he sees things like it's just a different way of digestion. You're seeing through someone else's eyes, if that helps. And that's kind of helped me with some other um, animated shows that are just really hard to watch. <laughs> Star Wars Rebels. Um, but uh, <laughs> there's just like some animation, like creative differences between like you and, you know, the person who made the show. And you're just like, I must make it through story so good. And then you do and you're like, OK, I'm good. It's it's not even a problem anymore. So, well, you know, kind of going on that Star Wars branch. And providing a good update, because I think this has bled into the podcast a little bit. You and Jude won and convinced me into watching the Clone Wars cartoon. Yes. And there was a plethora of reasons, because one, I was being a salty Star Wars person. But another thing that had kept me away from the Clone Wars for so long was I didn't like the animation style. Yes. It felt really off-putting to me. But as I've been watching it and thoroughly enjoying it, I've grown to really love that style. So I think going to what you said, if like animation is something that, you know, a potential audience member is not into, good story trumps that style. Like, cause it, Absolutely. If, if you don't like it, the story should be able to keep you there. And I have trust that Marvel can do that. Agreed. All that being said, personally, I think the animation style looks amazing. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? It, it's wild. It kind of reminds me of the Walking Dead um, Telltale series style a little bit. Oh, yeah. Just kind of that, did they just kind of put a filter on people acting it out? Like, it looks, the style looks a lot like the movies, but animated, if that makes any sense whatsoever. it It's not full comic booky like um, uh, Spider-Man, but it's it's still got a lot of the same feeling of the movies. It's strange yeah. how they did that. And it might just be the trailer. They might have had the same person cut all of them, but it felt like part of the cinematic universe, which was really mm-hmm. cool. Which, I mean, we don't even feel any further than take the Avengers game that just released this year and how that that's, I mean, it's not hard MCU canon, but you can tell it was clearly inspired by the MCU choices and actors. Mm-hmm. And it's just like uncanny how much it's not it doesn't feel right and so yeah they have the rights for the likeness of the characters but there's still that level of um possibility of it going wrong and and i'm thankful that it clearly has gone right in my opinion agreed agreed i'm i'm so excited (laughs) me too so which on that note you know as these last couple episodes have been focusing on we recently had a disney investor day series of announcements for across disney which includes marvel and in that was the trailer 
for the What If Animated series. So that's what we're going to be spending a majority of this episode is just kind of picking through at some of the things that we saw and speculating on what those possible What If scenarios could be. So, Leech, since you're guest hosting this week, uh, is there one in particular that you would like to zone in on? In the, out of the trailer? Yeah. T'Challa Star-Lord keeps bugging me. So you say bugging you. Yes. Pejoratively or? It's bugging me because I do not understand. And I'm, I mean, I'm curious. Like, I want to know. <laughs> I'm not going to just like write it off, but I want to know how he gets picked up because Ego sent, um, I can't remember his name, sent him to pick up Peter. Yondu. Yeah. Yondu sent, uh, was sent to pick up Peter because he was the son of Ego. So unless there's some weird funkiness going on in the kingdom, like why is Chala getting picked up? Mm-hmm. Why is that? Why does it kind of seem like the same storyline, but switching these two people? Like, I, I really want to know why. And I guess I'm more curious, but I'm more like, well, is he a son of ego or not? Because otherwise, it doesn't make any sense, kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, so yeah, I, you know, I was kind of in that similar vein with you. I was trying to plot out what it meant to have T'Challa kidnapped instead of Peter Quill, and that was my first kind of like check. Is mm-hmm. that we're assuming that this doesn't mean Peter is kidnapped too. For all we know, Yondu delivered Peter and had his revelation after Peter. Oh my god! And picked up T'Challa, and that was his revelation. Oh my which... god! You just broke my brain. <laughs> which that's its own dark road. I'm so not I'm gonna... getting any sleep tonight at all. <laughs> so I'm gonna try to keep. I'm gonna keep on this side <laughs> of the positivity. But if, let's say, just for the sake of discussion, you know, things stay the same in regards to T'Challa and his family. The thing that I was was getting stuck on is like. If T'Challa is taken, and I believe, I hope I'm getting this right, T'Chaka, his father, is fixated on losing his son, does that prevent the incident that happens with Killmonger's father in the U.S.? And does that avoid the Killmonger situation altogether? Oh, I wonder what the, where the ages, what the ages would be of the kids, because they would have well, been roughly the same age. See, I'm look, I'm going so deep. <laughs> I think so, because, I mean, that was kind of like the, um, at least that's what I, it's been a while since I've seen Black Panther, but that was the thing I got out of it was that this is like a tell of two past taken, mm-hmm. where T'Challa had everything given to him, became king, and Killmonger had everything taken from him, and we see the way that manifests in his right. um, motivations. So right. I, I think they are similar in age. What does removing T'Challa from that dynamic do to everything back in Wakanda? Oh my God. So, because again, if that event doesn't happen, Killmonger never gets scarred by, you know, seeing his father murdered in cold blood. Does he end up in Wakanda still as Black Panther, but not malicious, or not, I don't want to say malicious, not the villain? Mm-hmm. To me, that's what I'm interested to see if they do. Well, then the mantle would never would have been passed. So at least at that point, it would not have been passed at the same point in the timeline. So then there would have been no collaboration of technology either, because that's what overall inspired it. Mm. So, I mean, that goes even further. Hmm. I knew this was going to happen. That just gets me so excited. <laughs> <laughs> like one, like, like three frames in this trailer. And we're like, yep, we're going to super, we're going to fill this whole episode, guys. Buckle up, buttercup. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah, that that one just really got me because I started thinking like that one I think was just so close to Peter's story that I was like mm. comparing it way too hard. Like, no, that can't happen because not Ego's kid. Right. And you're right. It could have been after like, oh, hello, orphan child. Let me help you and let me be your papa. Like, let's go off and be space pirates. Like mm-hmm. that, that could just have been the case. So another thing that I find interesting and that I'm because I'm, I'm almost there with you on it bugging me, but not because of uh, T'Challa becoming Star-Lord. I don't know if you saw, there is a quick shot where he as Star-Lord is talking to Howard the Duck. Get out. And I don't really like Howard the Duck. Like, <laughs> like I get it. Like, it was fun as a post-credit scene in Guardians 2, I believe, or 1, one of them. And then he popped up in Avengers Endgame. I know we have a talking raccoon, but I re- like I'm gonna draw the line at a talking duck. I don't want to see him become part of the larger MCU universe. <laughs> so that's I think that's what bugged me the most about seeing the uh, potential T'Challa Star Lord mashup. I thought I tried to go frame by frame on that as much as I could, and I did not see that. 
So it's right after the um, after the watcher says by pondering the question what if and the title shows up and then there's like quick shots right before Strange fights Strange. Mm-hmm. That's where you see him talking to oh what I believe gosh. looks like Howard the Duck. That is the darkest timeline right there. <laughs> right there. I'm gonna That's what Doctor Strange is saving us from. <laughs> Oh, man, that's going to be a wild story. And I think, again, that one is just like super, I mean, I keep saying bugging, but I'm just like really curious to know how the heck that one's going to work. And -hmm. I think that's really the point of what ifs. That's been the point of them the whole time is like, wait, what? Like that's, it's not a what if, it's like a, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Hold the phone. (laughs) Excuse me? Did I I hear you right? Um. Oh. I will to kind of just wrap up this section. I will say this: I am thankful that it does seem like Chadwick Boseman finished his performances. So, yes. although it's not ideal, it is nice that we get this one more continuation of uh, Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa. So, I'm I'm glad that that's going to happen. That yeah, that's going to be a nice, just a nice little treat for all of us. I feel like just we we didn't deserve it. That's kind of how I feel like. <laughs> That man seemed to work his ass off. So mm-hmm. that's it's wild that we can get get more. Moving on from there, uh, I think another one of the the points that I want to touch on is you know we kind of teased it a little bit. You know we talked about Doctor Strange fighting like a darker version of himself. Mm-hmm. The thing that I pulled out of that trailer was we see him in that same uh, formal wear tuxedo that he was wearing when he went into his crash. But in the what if, he's not as he's he's damaged. He's got some cuts on his face, but he's not as fatally wounded as he was in the movie. And we see like there's a bunch of like spells floating all around him. It almost feels like this what if scenario, which this could be confirmed or not, but I, I'm not sure. But it feels like his what if scenario is what happens if you pulled him into the multiverse before he was humbled. And I mm. think that's what leads into what we saw with the dark. Doctor Strange fighting the, I believe, prime Doctor Strange. And the thing that's that's interesting to me is that we're already seeing the MCU play around with this idea of pulling characters before their change in the mm-hmm. hero story, because we have that with Loki in his show. And then we have that with uh, Gamora being brought from the 2014 timeline in Endgame and having to relearn her dynamic within the Guardians group. So it really feels like this is going to be our first foray into what bringing a character before they've learned their lesson can be like. Yeah, that I'm curious because they splatter that throughout the whole trailer. And I'm Mm -hmm. wondering if that's going to be like an overarching, like maybe that's maybe that's the last episode and it touches on like everything else going on because Doctor Strange has already always been bigger than just Doctor Strange. Like he's handling way bigger things and Hulk smash kind of stuff. So (laughs) I'm really curious just the way they speckled it in. I know it's a trailer and I know I'm reading into it so hard because it's all we got. It's all we got right now, this little (laughs) sample. But I really want to know what that's going to end up being. Mm -hmm. Like, I I like your theory. I like the idea of, yeah, he's coming in, you know, who knows how into this world and he's going to be a complete snot. Because that's that's that was his persona. He was just like the snottiest snot snot ever. He was pretty terrible. So I'm curious. And you know, we talked about this idea of an animated uh, entry being side by side, or not even side by side. It is canon with the MCU uh, live action stuff. Uh, this, I mean, I have nothing to base this on. This is pure speculation. But it could be that the dark. Doctor Strange we saw is the Doctor Strange we get introduced to in this What If universe. And the regular Doctor Strange we see is the Doctor Strange we know, because like you said, he's always had a larger scope within the MCU. That could be him defending this alternative universe from bleeding into the Prime universe. I sound crazy. The the Prime universe. And so I wonder if that's going to be a theme throughout the entirety of the What If series. Maybe this is what happens for us finding out the one solution to get everyone back. But this is the what we get because of it. This is the price we pay. That's a good point. (laughs) Because, I mean, he never said that. I mean, he didn't list out all the possible repercussions. So, yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, everyone comes back. But there's always a but. And so I've been I've been watching a lot of MCU movies like just like I put them on. 
in the background and have captions on and then turn the volume down so I don't get distracted and not do what I'm supposed to do. But uh, I was on Guardians and that opens up with them fighting an interdimensional space alien. It really feels like they've been peppering in this like multidimensional universe a lot longer than we've been giving it credit for. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's, again, like I said, it feels like it's really about to crack open. I'm I'm excited and also terrified because it's going to be a lot, but I'm ready because I've done my my rewatch. I did my chronological rewatch. I'm doing this super chronological rewatch now, including all the shows. Oh. And yeah, yeah, I've only just begun on that, but that's that's a long and that's like you look at the the list and it looks like a game of candy candy cane lane or whatever. It's just like this big swirl and it's like back big Z's back and forth of trying to list everything out in an order because it doesn't <laughs> fit in an image. It's crazy. <laughs> oh man. Uh yeah. I'm I'm excited for that. And then I mean, building onto that, like you're saying there's a zombie Captain America? Like that's how far we're gonna go with this Marvel? Like what? <laughs> <laughs> well, because like what I mean, uh, Marvel Zombies is a very popular run in the comics that I've never read it, but I've I've heard enough about it. You know, how far are they going to go with this? Yeah, agreed. Because I'm trying to think because I don't know much about the comics at all. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think like, what the hell caused that? Is this like a weird super soldier gone wrong? Like he's strong, but he's also a zombie. Like, I don't know. But Bucky was there and they were on a subway, I believe. So it's mm -hmm. like, it's modern times and we've got, maybe this is him defrosted and he didn't come out cute. He came out a zombie because <laughs> it's super soldier serum. So he kept him kind of intact, but he's a little messed up in the brain because he'd been frozen for a while. I don't know. You know, frozen therapy can only do so much <laughs> for, for Steve. But I have a theory. Okay. And I've, like I said, I'm in good company. I know we love to talk theories with you. <laughs> If you notice in the trailer, Bucky is wearing the same setup that he was wearing in Infinity War. Yes. It's that same kind of like blue vest. It's almost like an homage to what he was in his his current, well, not in his past timeline. And it's the same setup. My guess, and for what causes the zombie apocalypse, is that that's a universe where Thanos snapped because they're living in a post-snap, because even, I know it's just a subway, but there's something about it that just feels apocalyptic, you know, maybe because of the zombie, but <laughs> it's a universe where Thanos snap, Bucky didn't get uh, dusted, but something happened I, that sparked like a zombie outbreak from the snap. And that's, because I can't imagine what other scenario Bucky would just be chilling on the subway because he had already hung it up prior to Infinity War where he, you know, we see him and he's just farming out there in Wakanda. Mm -hmm. So I don't see what else would have brought him out there unless it's a post-snap world. Can you imagine instead of them turning into dust, it's zombies? So it's like, yes, they don't exist anymore because they're not themselves. They're zombies. Oh. Oh, I don't like <laughs> it. I don't like it. I said it and I don't like it. <laughs> oh, that'd be wild though. And I'd watch it. I'd watch so much of it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they could all turn into potted plants, Christmas trees, like who knows, like Twinkies. I mean, they could, why'd they have to turn it into dust? There's a whole nother row. That's a well, whole series right there. Done. 12 episodes. Well, it's always so bizarre to me. What was Thanos' fascination with bubbles? I don't He turned things know. into bu bubbles a lot of times in the movie. So you're he right. Did. It could be anything. And... <laughs> Because I brought this up on stream once, and uh, I'm I'm sure you remember Arrowkin. He pointed out to me in that Marvel versus Capcom, Thanos had bubble moves in there too. So Get there's got to be a reason for it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, who knows? It's just like everyone just glitter bombs, and it's just not <laughs> as sad. So this isn't in the notes, and this there's no evidence. And I'm gonna I'm gonna keep this short because we're just going so far off. Do and I'm, it. I'm gonna try and bring it back, but. There's no reason we couldn't see Deadpool in this zombie universe. They have the rights to him now. It doesn't have to be Ryan Reynolds appearing first in his own live action movie within the MCU. I I almost feel like there's some tie-in with Deadpool and the zombies. And I'm I'm calling my shot now. I wonder if we'll see it. You need to do it now. You gonna put money on that? Oh, I don't I can see it. Oh man. I don't want to put money on it, but I'm gonna call my <laughs> shot. <laughs> Oh man. Okay. Moving, I, I moving back. It. I know, I know, I know. Pulling it in. I know. We gotta pull ourselves <laughs> back in. <laughs> uh is there was there another um place you'd like to jump off from the trailer? Peggy. 
Yeah. Peggy, Captain Britain. That's wild. I mean, just the 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 action scenes they showed were so good. Like, I'm so excited to see her be the super soldier. And then also the weird Steve Iron Man. Yeah. That goes along with her. Like, uh-huh. yes. Yes. Go, queen. Do it. Like, you got your, like, robot man with you and you're, like, kicking ass. Like, that move. Wasn't that a mirrored move? Or am I crazy? Was that a mirrored cat move from the movies where she flips the truck? I feel like I've seen that somewhere. I don't remember Cap ever flipping a truck like that off the shield, but it it's fam- it definitely is familiar. Like I, I've never seen him do that, but it looked cool. It, it looked amazing. Yeah, I'm really curious about that dynamic overall because remember Cap had a really hard time in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I'm like super preaching the choir right now, but Cap had a really hard time <laughs> in the beginning. He was just like this, you know, poster boy, and you know everyone was like get out of here, you actor piece of trash kind of thing. Like, uh-huh. who are you? And let's do that. But with a woman, that sounds complicated. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm curious if it ended up kind of that path. But I'm really trying to not think, but I can't help thinking it being exactly the same. Like, mm-hmm. I keep putting, okay, it's a female now. So then they do this, 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 this. No, it could just, it could just go off. Yeah. It's like, and then she puts the gauntlet on. I don't know. Like, <laughs> it could be. Anything. I mean, that's interesting. How far do they follow her as the super soldier within the MCU timeline? Because there's no right. Or I mean, and I want to be careful because, like, I don't want to. I don't want to give the impression that I, I'm saying that she wouldn't make the sacrifice play. She totally would. But mm-hmm. do the events line up where she sacrifices herself in that plane crash, gets frozen, and wakes up in modern day times? Mm. So, like, how far does that super soldier timeline go with her? But you talked about how, like, you felt like it would almost be the same because, uh, uh, you know, Steve Rogers in the movies became the soldier. Something that I remember people pointed out at the first point of these What If series being announced was if you remember in the movie, part of the reason Steve gets chosen is because he dives on that grenade that was a dud. But yes. if you watch that moment, Peggy is going right to jump on it, too. But Steve just beats her. So... It's it's it is that feeling that, you know, they're they're two of this. That's the reason why they work so well together. They're they're one of a kind. Like they are that person that will put themselves, put others before themselves, and lay their life on the line. And that's what makes them a great, not a great, um, not a perfect soldier, but a good person. Mm-hmm. I mean, it literally could have been that Steve's shoe was untied and he slipped on it and it fell, and Peggy <laughs> went to go and cover it. Like that that could have been it, man. Uh-huh. That's it. Uh, Yeah, but I'm really curious just because it's like, I mean, as a female, like, I really want to see how that works out being, Mm -hmm. you know, this also this American project, but you're not American, like you're Captain Mm -hmm. Britain kind of thing. And just to see that dynamic and does it make things weird with Howard? Like, how does that work out? And just what are the different decisions that end up getting made because she's a woman? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm curious. (laughs) We don't have much. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so I know you talked about this um, before we, we recorded, but you've been watching Agent Carter. And mm-hmm. one of the big themes that that I picked up in that series, at least the first season, is it tackled Peggy dealing with the challenges women face and being like, uh, you know, written off and not given credit for the merit that they deserve. Mm-hmm. So it does feel like that could be a place they explore with the super soldier aspect. Absolutely. Because... In Steve's case, you know, he clearly he was like American propaganda like that. That mm-hmm. was like that was his arc where the the army didn't want him because he was just one guy. And then he was used to sell bonds. And then he proved that he was he could do more than just that when he saved Bucky. Mm-hmm. So the question becomes clearly uh, Captain Britain's not going to be American propaganda is is the catalyst for for Peggy proving that she is more than capable to help turn the tide of war saving Bucky or will there be something else that they do to help illustrate more of that theme that they explored in her series about the way women are women are so easily written off yeah i mean I, when i'm watching agent carter i really realized cuz i just watched captain america like <laughs> she was pretty respected in a sense you know in the field like mm-hmm. when they were deployed and you know 
they went in their boot camp, she just straight up socked the guy in the face. Yeah. Right. So, you know, she was up there on the pyramid kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then she comes back to New York and everyone's like, go get my lunch. Like, I was like, excuse me? You did not yeah. talk to her like that. And then she's just kind of having to be like, yes, sir, kind of stuff. And I'm like, who are you, woman? Like, what? Who is this person? But it's that's her character. Like, that's what she has to deal with. Like, she wants mm-hmm. to still retain her position and do good work. And then you get into the storyline of Gagent Carter. So y'all should watch it because it's really good. And it actually pretty much starts right after the events of captain america so mm-hmm. but um i would be super curious yeah just to figure out what happens next because yeah you're right cap is like you know good old american boy and poster child and you know he's a super strong guy everyone loves him in the end and you have this terrifyingly strong woman like how is that gonna turn out that i'm mm-hmm. just i can't wait i can't wait that's gonna be such a fun storyline to watch them explore absolutely so another one of the teases that we got within the trailer that I was curious about is I don't know if this is how it's going to play out because we've seen before where trailers will cut something to make it seem like two characters are talking even though they never talk in the final product. Yes. They really seem to emphasize that Nick Fury was talking to the Watcher. They really did. And I don't know how realistic that is because when we see the Watcher, he looks grandiose, like Galactus level big. Mm-hmm. And Nick Fury's human. Like, he's awesome, but he's human. So I don't know how it is that they come into their interaction, but I'm curious what that's going to be if that's the case, because Nick Fury on the ground level is almost equivalent to what the Watcher is to the universe, if that makes sense. Yes. And so it's like this cool meeting of the minds that I'm really curious to see where they go with that. I don't. Maybe it's like, you know, it maybe it's maybe it could be a dream sequence. That could be an easy cop out. Like uh-huh. he interacts with them in his dream and he just writes it off or something. Or maybe he pulls them aside and they talk because, you know, Watcher's lonely and just like, hey, we, <laughs> we, we kind of have the same job. We can share notes. Like, I don't know. But yeah, they do do that in trailers. And I've got such bad trust issues <laughs> now <laughs> from shows and trailers. I'm like, does this actually happen? Do I like hype it up? Do I like become a, you know. Am I getting into this or do I just like let it ride and wait? But it's very curious. I'm curious how that's going to go. It, it could be because we already, we already, again, this is just speculation on our part, but we're, we're, we're calling our shots here to see how it plays out. But we already saw how it seems like there's this, well, there doesn't seem there's this duel between a prime Doctor Strange and a dark Doctor Strange. And we've kind of speculated on this idea that it's the Doctor Strange we know shielding off the multiverse from breaking into the timeline it could be that the watcher reaches out to nick fury to to settle what's going on because he has seen that the multiverse is breaking if that's where they if that's the route they go with where they are interacting that probably could be the hook but i don't know how important nick fury would be to the watcher that's my only hang up there we need, we have to do a revisit episode. We need to, well, no, they're all out. We have to come back and be like, look at us, us morons. We believed that in the trailer or we were exactly spot on. And here's proof. Like we, we have to do a revisit because this is wild. Or if we're wrong, we need somebody like Jude with comic book knowledge to point out why we were wrong before we even needed the episodes <laughs> to come out. <laughs> oh, that'd be so great. I could just like, I don't even know what he looks like, and I can already see him with the glasses down his nose, flipping through the playbook. Like, okay, right here, Article Seven, you done wrong. Uh, there's absolutely <laughs> no way. And here's 15 reasons why. I'm just like, damn it, we thought we were onto something. Listen, we've been trying to boost our engagement with this podcast on social media and in emails and stuff. If I've learned anything with my time on the internet, the best way to get engagement is to be wrong. So if you want to correct us, uh, <laughs> MC, you need to know on Twitter and Instagram or email. <laughs> oh, oh, man. man. So there's a couple more things, but one of the things that's small and I don't have too much to, to talk about, but I, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about it because it centers around Cap. You know, we saw Cap as the zombie which, Mm -hmm. whatever, I'm okay. But we also briefly saw Cap in his outfit and he looked like alive walking up to what I've seen is speculated as Yggdrasil. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but the Tree of Life, Mm -hmm. which looks like it's on Asgard. And then a few shots later, we see Stephen Strange approaching the same tree with a bunch of stuff floating around too. 
So if that is on Asgard, I again, I have no idea what this potential storyline could be or what they're exploring with Cap. But if that is on Asgard, I wonder if we're going to explore the what if we got to watch Cap return the stones and what happened there. Because we know the Ancient One explicitly said you need to return them to the proper place for things to be in order. Mm-hmm. The what if, I mean, a what if could be what if it didn't work out like like Cap didn't return him the way he was supposed to. And that's why these what if scenarios are breaking loose. I mean, we already know that he was okay with playing with that idea anyway. So, oh my gosh. But And just to clarify, because he stayed with Peggy? is that Because he stayed with Peggy, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, he could have returned the stones and whatnot, but he, he was bending the rules. Yeah. I feel like he's he's not a rule breaker, he's a rule bender. So maybe, yes, everything did eventually end up where it needed to be, but he might have played a little bit first. Which is, that? that is the timeline equivalent of i'm not touching you like (laughs) which is so that that's so funny coming from steve exactly i mean at that point you know the man's allowed he's allowed he can he can do a little break a little break break play the stones a little i mean yeah he has all of them why not take it out for a test drive yeah if you can fix it why not because technically thanos could have fixed it but he destroyed him right right yeah so So. it could have gone back but well, his arm was destroyed. <laughs> Ooh, you know, that's something, too. Would Cap have been able to withstand a snap if he did anything wild? I don't know if he could. Mm, I don't know. Because it, t- it took Tony needing the suit, and Hulk was able to do it, but, I mean, his arm got messed his up. His arm was super messed up. I, I mean, I love Cap, but I don't see him going toe-to-toe with the Hulk. So Even though uh, they're technically based off the same serum? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Though I, I man, I wish Jude was here to confirm <laughs> this. The I believe it's cut like the weapon X program. Like that's like that's what more from Steve until I eventually think what like the the mutants and stuff. But, I feel like Jude's gonna be yelling at the podcast the I, whole time. Like everybody's ah, what are you yelling talking at- about what are you talking about? <laughs> I I'll say this. You are hundred percent correct. There <laughs> Hulk is like a, a a mixture of trying to replicate Steve. So we'll yeah. leave it at that. Yes. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Trey's like, Jude knows where I live, man. Like we can't, <laughs> we can't go too far. Oh, I need, I need, almost need some headache medicine over here. This is, I'm, I can guarantee you, as soon as we're off and we're done recording, I'm going to go down a wiki black hole, and I'm just going to go and deeper, <laughs> deeper, and I'm probably going to end up on learning French or something out of it. I don't know. It's going to be bad. <laughs> I'm going to end up, and I don't even know. It's going to be wild. And this is why you come on for our theories episode. (laughs) (laughs) So the last thing, uh, you know, we could have missed some things because there was quick shots with like Captain Marvel and Tony. They were all shots that felt like they were what's already come before in the movies. So I don't know what we could talk about there. But the last different shot that I saw was seemingly Loki if he won the Battle of New York and taking over the UN. Now, again, there's not too much to go off of here, but the thing that I was thinking about is if this is true, you know, Loki wins, Thanos gets the Tesseract, he gets the the scepter, which has the Mind Stone in it. Is Loki and his subjects spared from the snap if Thanos ends up continuing his journey anyway? Oh my goodness. Well, technically <laughs> at that point, there are three stones in New York, right? So he would have gotten them. yes. He would have gotten, that would have been it for him, right? At that point? The the three on Earth would have been the Time Stone, the, the Space Stone, and the Mind Stone. Xandar had the Power Stone. Well, at this point in the timeline, they didn't have it, but that's where it ends up. Mm-hmm. Asgard, no, the Collector had the Reality Stone, and then the Soul Stone is on Vormir. <laughs> I was trying to do that off the top of my head. Hey, you're doing way better than I would. <laughs> so he he would have been without... The Reality Stone, the Power Stone, and the Soul Stone. And the other three would have been on Earth. And the Soul Stone was probably the hardest of him to get out of the rest. Because mm-hmm, he didn't know at that point. And there's no telling if Gamora knew at that point either. Gamora knew... Okay, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to do it. I'm trying to think of like the endgame timeline of when that was all introduced about her knowing and stuff. Nope, nope, I'm not going to go there. I like that well, theory, though. So clear, man, I'm going to put this right back into it. So clearly, (laughs) 
Thanos, because they always refer to that's the Thanos in the 2014 timeline. When did Guardians of the Galaxy come out? Was that 2013? Oh We're going to Google this, people. This is happening. We're going in. People are either going to love this or they're going to be like, oh my God. <laughs> this is the worst episode. They don't know anything of what they're talking about. Leech, if we ever get to the point where we have merch, we have to have some incorporation of like tinfoil hats to celebrate when we are on. Because I, I feel like we both just go down these rabbit holes together. Yes. Oh, trust. You guys don't even understand. Our DMs are 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 dumb. Like they're so like out there. You the announcement, the Disney announcement of these was just so many all caps. Did you see this one? So yeah. We, well, what's so funny? A little intense. This is a complete tangent. What's so funny is that you and I, I think we both didn't realize it was happening because I sent you a link that was uh, talking about, I believe, Ahsoka getting her own Disney Plus series. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. Leech is going to love this. Sent it to you. You replied back, oh, my God, that thread. I didn't look at the thread because I didn't know it was a thread. I followed it and saw all the Star Wars announcements and then saw that Marvel was coming up. So it was just a complete day of like shock for me. Well, I didn't realize they were live updating the thread. And so it just got deeper and deeper. So you, you sent me that and I was like, oh, shiny. I go and I see the Star Wars stuff, ooh, even shinier. And then all of a sudden there's all this Marvel stuff. And I like revisited. I think I was bringing it up to someone else. And I was just like, oh, my God, did you see all the stuff? <laughs> did, you, did you see <laughs> How much is coming out? And this isn't like in the next 20 years. We're talking like next year. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that was that was a wild ride. I haven't been that except like Christmas, whatever. Like that was great. Marvel Christmas. Marvel Christmas. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy was 2014. OK, so it had to be Gamora knew about the Soul Stone right before the Guardians of the Galaxy entered into the timeline because Nebula and Gamora were still kind of at odds and being pitted against each other to find the stone. Mm -hmm. And we see them really split apart in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. So it would have been two years after the... Um, Gamora finds out about the Soul Stone two years after the events of New York. So that's, I think, minimum how long it would have been Yeah. Uh, if Thanos got all three of the Infinity Stones. Yes, I like that. <laughs> but yeah, that that I mean that all tying back to Loki one. What would happen? What would be next? Would yeah, mm -hmm. he'd gain immunity. Would it be what him and the frost giants? I can't remember mm -hmm. where he was. He made a deal. It wasn't just with the frost giants, right? It was who did he make a deal with to get the big army? It was with Thanos. That was Than the Chitauri. Oh, that was oh duh. That's right, the Chitauri. <laughs> that that was like his other. That was just one of the planets he conquered, and like one of his other sons, right? <laughs> his sons' people or whatever. Mm -hmm. So he basically okay. just outsourced it to Loki. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that was incredibly confusing to me too, because again, the first time we started talking about Marvel, I had skipped a couple movies. Uh huh. So I'm just like, who are these people? <laughs> I don't know what's happening, and that's still it's still gives me brain hiccups of duh like yes that is what happened okay, this is this is why i'm doing yet another chronological rewatch <laughs> so so much tv this year um yeah loki winning that that really is i mean he's walking up the un there's already his people all over the place in that room like mm -hmm. it's not just this quaint visit where you know he can be himself and be like oh obey to me no they're already yeah they're already taken over. And, so. it, and it feels like if Loki won, the only way I see that happening is if the core Avengers are dead because they, if they're alive, they don't give up. So I don't see them being alive in that. And to go even a step further, Loki wins, hands over the Infinity Stones to Thanos. Hydra never gets the scepter, never experiments on the twins. We never get Scarlet Witch or Quicksilver. So all of Earth's best defenders are gone. It 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 really feels like, what do you do if Loki takes over? And that's how we introduce the X Men. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, you never know. I, there's there's no rule that says the X Men have to be live action first. Then it's it's um, Daredevil, Spider Man, <laughs> Deadpool, and Wolverine come together and form. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I, the pretender. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I've just made some the B team. Fans of those. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. 
where Wolverine just rolls his eyes the entire time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I um, I really I really am kind of shipping like I would love to see some X-Men overlap, but that's just cuz they own them now and I want that mm-hmm. to happen. It's going to happen at some point. And I also think they really need to clone Hugh Jackman and get that younger model going and then they can make so many more movies because I cannot just like Robert Downey Jr. cannot imagine another person playing that character at all. It's weird. I agree with you. This is a, another tangent. I agree with you. <laughs> but I saw this once and I cannot get it out of my head. And I'll be, I've talked to Jude about it and I don't think he was a fan. But I want to see what your initial reaction is. Somebody pitched Daniel Radcliffe as Wolverine to me. No. Nope. And out. I don't hate it. How do I how do I exit out of this? Leave interview? Is that <laughs> I gotta the stop the recording. <laughs> <laughs> really? Oh, that just sounds that just sounds weird because my first image in my head was him shirtless and I'm already done. I'm already done thinking the idea. I'm I am done. No, thank you. Did you see um was it Guns Akimbo? I have not, no. Oh, uh, yeah. Watch that, then come back to me. Okay. Come, get All back right. to me on that idea. That's all needed. Woof. Like I said, I I'm don't hate it. Team Iron Man. Oh, no. no, don't do this to me. <laughs> don't do that. Okay, I take it back. No, Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> oh, oh. On that note, I think that's going to cover it for all the, the possible scenarios for us to jump off in that what if trailer. And extras, uh, but- apparently. And extras, um, which really, because we're moving on to question of the week, I really feel like we've peppered in a lot of our own answers for question of the week, but I'll go ahead and do it anyway. So, Leech, question of the week, what what if scenario would you like to see play out that wasn't teased in the trailer? So, to give you an idea, um, I, you know, I can, I can do mine first. Uh, one of the ones that I was thinking of is in Captain America Civil War. We have that hangar fight scene, and as they find the Quinjet that Iron Man and his team arrived on, we have that shot where they're all trying to run towards the Quinjet and escape. And I believe, I believe it was Hawkeye that says something to the to the point of, "Look, not all of us need to make it out; just you and Bucky." And so Steve and Bucky escape, and they go on and carry on with the movie as we know it. I think a fun what if scenario would be. What if the whole team escaped and how would that play out for uh, Zemo's plans if they showed up and overpower him? I think that'd be really fun to explore because the whole point of them failing in Infinity War is because they split. If Cap's team overtakes Zemo and his plan never comes together and they never split, are the Avengers prepared for Thanos? I don't know why that just made me think of, but what what if Hydra never messed up and S.H.I.E.L.D. remained intact? You just blew my mind. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's real good. I just thought well, no. that. So for Christmas, Jude gifted me a hardbound volume collection of Captain America, like a recent Captain America run. Oh, nice. And part of the storyline is Hydra being perceived as beneficial, not going too far down that rabbit hole of how that mm. correlates to things happening now. Uh, but mm. it, it's, it has like people love Hydra and are defending it. And- oh. Weird. That feels really close to what's being told in this comic I'm running <laughs> comic run I'm reading. Oh, that sounds great. It really sounds good. like sinfully delicious, I guess is a good way of saying it. Like, ooh, it's icky, but I want more. <laughs> it's so good. I'll have to send you a link to see it. It's oh, really yes. good. That's great. But shoot, I don't even know why that your your comment made me think of that, because I was trying to think of, you know, what would my scenario be? And holy cow. That's good. I really like that one. Especially if they make it up to, like, if they made it all the way to, like, S.W.O.R.D. Oh, Hydra takes over the universe. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got one more, just because I think it'd be fun to see what you think. Okay. But I think a good what-if scenario would be, what if Captain Marvel was there from the beginning? Like, she never goes off to help the scrolls, and she stays. Like, I don't see her intervening for Iron Man, but in a post-Iron Man world... How is the universe shaped if if Carol Danvers is there? Oh, man. I mean... Loki for sure doesn't win. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Would that just be like a Superman reskin? Yeah. But better? (laughs) Because that would be kind of crazy. Like, I don't... I'm trying to think, like, what would have happened... What would have had to happen to her character for her to say, nope, I'm here just for Earth? So to keep it 
within because Carol Carol's a good character. I mm-hmm. I want to make sure I'm firmly. I feel bad that I need to be firmly planted in that because the internet being the internet has like dragged her through the mud. I, Carol's a good character, so the only way that I see her not going off to help the scrolls is if she knows full well they're in good hands or are going to be taken care of. So that's the only way that I see her staying in Earth. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, here here's another thing, though. She does say, you know, not everyone has you guys uh-huh. when they're, you know, talking after everything happens. And it's like, you know, other worlds don't have the Avengers. Mm-hmm. But what if they didn't either? Would she be a lot more present because of just that if they were gone? That's a really good point. Also, if you want a super duper 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 alternate timeline of Captain Marvel, go watch Unicorn Store. Unicorn? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Unicorn Store. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that movie. <laughs> <sighs> well, Leech, clearly I think what I've learned is Marvel needs to hire us uh, for the writing team. Just so. throw us in a, in a room with, with like whiteboards and markers and you know what was it, the, the pin press boards with the yarn and tie things together and just throw <laughs> some coffee in there and we're good so i think that's going to do it for this episode uh leech i want to say thank you so much for for coming on again and uh reprising your role as our favorite theories um uh fanatic thank you for having me i'm so glad to put on that tinfoil hat with you <laughs> and do this yeah and of course if you want, you can follow Leech on Twitter, at XOLeecho. And uh, yeah, if you want to talk more about what if or send in your own personal what if scenarios, you can always reach the show at Know on Twitter and Instagram or write us an email at know at gmail.com. And also, this is something new uh, that Jude and I have talked about that we want to start doing. If you look in the show notes, we have a link to our Discord. So if you want to be a part of a a larger community, you can click on that link and join the Discord and come hang out with all of us. And of course, we'd like to give a special shout out to Nick Sandy for the use of our theme song, which is his rendition of the Avengers theme. You can find more of his work linked in the description on his SoundCloud. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening. And thank you so much for doing this, Leech. Thank you. We'll see you all next week. <sighs> okay. Um, so is there anything, any questions before we jump in? I don't think so. You do the intro and then instead of Jude, I, I'm Leech, right? <laughs> right I'm yeah. just going to say I'm Jude. I'm going to mess it up completely. <laughs> I'm Judy. I'm Judy. <gasps> Oh, okay. No. So I never talk about this on stream because I think there is a level of, I don't know if misogyny is the right word, but it's clearly not good. But when we were younger, you know, as an insult, a playful insult, I would always call him Judy and he would always call me Tracy. Hasn't really, like, it hasn't, like, aged well. So we don't do that publicly, but it has that sentimental value between Mm -hmm. us. That would be hilarious if you said I'm Judy. Oh man, that's so funny. I haven't thought that's, about that. That's in our years. that's our ending right there. That's there the end tag. That's that's it. Oh no. <laughs> uh, well, I guess the internet will judge whether or not it's misogynistic. <laughs> oh, oh man.